0: Hey, it's Kirsten. Do you feel like you're spending way too much money on supplements? When I started out on my health journey, I was also shocked about how expensive high quality supplements were, especially as I was upping how many I was taking. That's why when I became a practitioner back in 2018, I started offering my clients a way to save up to 25% off many of their supplements through a company called Wellivate, which is spelled W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-E. Through Wellevate, you can order many of the supplements that you're already taking, like Pure Encapsulations, Gaia Herbs, Enzymedica, and others at discounts of up to 25% off retail. And shipping is free for orders over $49 within the United States. The only way to buy supplements through Wellevate is through a practitioner, and I will earn a small commission at no additional cost to you while you're saving money. So if you want to start saving upwards of 25% off your supplement bill, go to the resources page on my website at carefullyhealing.com forward slash resources, and go to the WellEvate section. You don't have to be a client, just set up your account and start saving. I'm Kristen Ramstrom, and I'm here to make your medical medium journey easier by giving you a clearer picture of what the ups and downs of a health journey look like, by talking through some of the challenges you may come up against, and by providing you with some support and inspiration here whenever you need it. I've been following medical medium since 2015, and I'm also a practitioner using medical medium information to help people just like you to dig deeper and figure out how to heal. Welcome to episode 80. This is such a special episode today because of the seriousness of the topic. My guest today is Jessica Cody, and only 18 months ago, she was in the hospital with liver failure. Her doctor said her liver was functioning at only 1% after she had struggled with alcoholism for years. We dig deeply into her story and talk about how she has slowly and steadily recovered her body step by step, and most surprisingly, how she had fun. Yes, I said fun while doing it. This is an incredibly inspirational episode, and I think you're really gonna enjoy it. Before we get started, if you're just finding this podcast and you're new to your medical medium journey, check out my quick start guide which is called five easy steps to get you started on your health journey. It'll help you figure out where to get started and how to prioritize your efforts in your early days. You can find it on my website at carefullyhealing.com and I'll also include a link to it in the show notes as well. So with no further ado, let's go right to the episode. Jessica, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so excited that you're here.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited.
0: I think this is going to be so amazing. And I, you know, I do try to get people on the podcast who have different kinds of health journeys that they've been on because there are a lot of similarities in people in our community, but yours is very unique. So why don't you take us back to where your health journey started? Well, my health journey started in early
1: 2021. And Without getting into too much detail, I landed in the emergency room on January 1st of 2021 in full-blown liver failure. I woke up that morning and my skin was yellow, my eyes were day glow yellow. I was actually headed to the store and I I happened to pull my visor down in my car just to kind of, you know, do a quick check on myself before I headed down the road. And I looked and I saw it. And this literally shocked me to the core because I didn't look like that the day before.
0: I've never seen anybody with Day Glow highlighter yellow eyes. It was beautiful. <laughs> they were that bright yellow.
1: Wow. So immediately I said to myself, I think this is what liver failure looks like because I'd watched all the TV shows and. So I called my husband, I called my family, and I was immediately picked up by my stepdaughter and rushed to the emergency room. Lo and behold, I was in liver failure.
0: And so what were the things that had been going on in your life before that that really led you to that point?
1: I had a history with severe alcohol abuse. I had a high-stress career, But I also had what I felt was a heavy viral load over the years because I had had mononucleosis more than once. It just kind of just wasn't healthy. And I guess my being unhealthy contributed to my stress level. So I kind of drank it away. But I started noticing little signs here and there throughout the summer. Um, I developed a severe case of psoriasis just came out of nowhere. Interesting. And where was that on you? It was on the front, the shins of my legs. It was my hands were so swollen and cracked open my elbows. It just kind of spread all over me. And I just, I, I had no idea where it was coming from. So I started doing some research and one of the photos that I had done research on said something about liver issues. So I proceeded to buy a book because one of my friends had told me about medical medium because I was explaining to her what my symptoms were and my face was bloating and my body was off track. And she said, well, maybe you should look into this book. It might teach you something about, you know, what's going on with your liver. So I, I bought the book. Which book was it? Medical Medium Liver Rescue she said it comes highly recommended. And so I started reading it in the fall and everything started making sense. I was starting to connect the dots, but still wasn't quite able to commit to a life without alcohol. So, um, I continued to drink until honestly, until that very morning.
0: Right. January 1st, 2021. Correct. So when you got into the hospital, what did the doctors say?
1: They immediately transferred me from the hospital that I went into to a major hospital. And they ran tests upon tests upon tests for the first 48 hours. All my organs were shutting down my kidneys. My blood pressure was, um, I cannot remember accurately the number, but it was so low that I was barely pumping any blood to my body. So I was basically in kind of a comatose state and just hanging on by a thread. The specialist that came in told me that my liver was functioning at 1%. Wow.
0: And that 1% was keeping you alive. Correct. Correct. Amazing. And so you're here with us now. What happened next? So in the nine days that I was in the hospital, I
1: thank the Lord every day for the professionals that managed my care because they managed to not only detox me off of the the alcohol but stabilize me to the point where I could start to function without iv my blood pressure was still very low so they wouldn't discharge me but they started feeding me they allowed me some jello some pudding some some minor things to to starting getting my Organs to start reacting again, you know, my stomach. They thought that they were going to have to take my gallbladder, so they they had put a is it a shunt or a stent in and my pancreas. Basically, nothing. Everything was shut down. So they started allowing me to eat. Well, the problem was the foods that they were feeding me were high protein foods, and I had only made it halfway through my liver rescue point. And it was just enough for me to realize that if my liver was in trouble, that the last thing it needed at this point was anything that was going to weigh it down even more, which was protein and fat. So I opted for salads. I opted for lower-fat foods, and I actually had a nice conversation with a dietitian at the hospital, and <laughs> it was so comical because he said that this is how we treat our patients with liver failure, that they need all the protein they could get. And I said, I can, I can get my protein.
0: Wow. And so just to clarify, here you are in the hospital on a nine day stay, they're just putting you back on foods. And this is the first time you're really starting to implement any medical medium protocols. you read the book in the fall, but you hadn't actually implemented anything yet. This is, this is really where it started. Correct. That's sort of fantastic. Thank God you had the book.
1: It was exciting. He, my husband actually brought the book to the hospital, so I could continue
0: to read while I was in there. Perfect. <laughs> it's great. Perfect. And so, when you were working with the dietitian at the hospital, were they able to accommodate you? I've had some. I, I had a run-in with this about three years ago myself, which was interesting and challenging as well. So, I'd love to hear what your experience ended up turning into.
1: Well, thankfully, he was he was a very nice man. He actually came up and sat with me for a good 45 minutes. And that is when I told him, I said, you know, I, I appreciate your knowledge in your area, but I also understand my body on a different level now. And we could do this one of two ways. You can either listen to me and we can compromise. On my diet, or I'm just not going to eat. I said, No more of the pork, no more of the stuffing and the mashed potatoes, and no more steaks. I said, I know what my liver needs right now. You've done what you can. Please let me finish this journey.
0: And he did. That's amazing. Kudos to him, wherever he is. So I would say it was
1: by day five that I had that conversation with him. And from that point on when I ordered my meals, they were strictly what I felt that I needed to help my liver kind of wake back up again.
0: That's amazing. So intuitive eating at the hospital.
1: Oh yeah. It was beautiful. It it, it was beautiful and but the sad part was they didn't understand. They were just going along with me because I'm I'm pretty strong-headed. Sometimes that's
0: all it takes.
1: Right. So long story short, the doctor uh, tried to keep me as long as she could, the specialist, and we got my blood pressure up to, I believe it was 97 over 72, if I'm not mistaken, which was just on the border of should she stay or should she go? Because they would not release me without it being at a, a stable level. So she came in and she told me, she said, okay. She said, we'll release you, but we really would rather release you into a rehabilitation care center, nursing home where they can, they can care for you. And I said, absolutely not, because I have my own home. I have my husband and the proper care that I need. I know what I'm doing from this point on. So we agreed to that. I came home. I sent my husband to the grocery store with a long list of, Medical medium,
0: healing foods. It was great. What a what a gift to have all that time sitting in the hospital, right? Where you could dig through that book deeper and deeper and deeper. I mean, and what a huge resource, right? Liver Rescue for Your Liver. Amazing. Okay, so you send him to the grocery store with the list. And he had to call me a few times
1: because he couldn't understand the difference between cilantro and parsley.
0: But, you know, I mean, I walked him through it and... It's a he learning brought, it's a learning experience. There's no question.
1: It is. He's brought home broccoli rabe. Is that what it is before I think it's thought Rob, it was, But yeah. Thought it was cilantro. I said no, no, no. But you know, it, it was fun. He came back with everything I needed. And when I came home, I could literally only stand for a maximum of 30 seconds. So I was so weak. But i had it in my head that I knew how I was going to heal myself. That book enabled me to have so much power, even though I didn't have much for physical strength. So what I did was I took my bar stool and put it up to my island in my kitchen and I would sit and I would prepare my food. I wouldn't let my husband cook for me. This was my journey. And so I'd chop up my vegetables. I'd put them in the steamer. I'd move my bar stool over to the other side of my kitchen, use my steamer. I would use my stove and I just kind of jimmy in my bar stool around the kitchen. I did this all myself. I knew exactly what I needed to do. And I'm not kidding, Kristen. Within two days, I just felt like I started waking up.
0: I'm getting bumps. I'm getting goosebumps. It's just so amazing, right? Like It's such a testament to... You can change everything in just a few days from a really low place, a really scary place, and what a difference it makes when your body's getting what it needs. So what were the kinds of things that you were making for yourself in those couple of days? I mean, we all, like all of us have been through this journey, right? And some of us dive in with celery juice and lemon water and heavy metal detox smoothie and blah, 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 blah. I'm sort of guessing you didn't dive into all of that day one. Where did you start? I started
1: with looking for foods in the book that were healing foods. I didn't stop the no foods immediately. I didn't do the, the cleanses because the way I looked at it, my body was already in a severe amount of shock, especially my liver. The last thing I wanted to do was shock it even more. And I believe medical medium states this. And I I listened to that. So what I did was I said, okay, what are the things that are going to actually start fueling my liver? Asparagus, asparagus, asparagus. And I just, I wasn't a real big fan of it, but I bought it. I ate it every single day in my meals. Spinach, raw spinach. I did. I wasn't on any supplements because I didn't know about Vimagery at the time. I mean, I knew in the book, but I didn't, for one, I didn't have the funds. So I was okay with just starting with, okay, how about I add this food? How about I add this? And I noticed, I just, wild blueberries, that's another thing. I started with a wild blueberry and cherry and banana smoothie. So it was those three items. I said, I'm going to do this every morning.
0: Oh my God, your liver must've been so happy. I'm obsessed uh, with cherries. I'm sitting here drinking a cherry smoothie right now. They're so good for your liver. And I just, I crave them. It's such a good liver food. He talks about that in Life Changing Foods. It's such a good liver food. It's great that you clearly got the right list out of that book of all the good things. I did. And of
1: course, where I live in Maine, wild blueberries, Wyman's blueberries is very far from me.
0: Oh, we're all so jealous. That's so cool. You should be.
1: <laughs> you should be. Now it's it, it, it's definitely a blessing, but the wild blueberries. I did not. I have not veered from that path. It is two cups a day in my smoothie. Period. End of story. That has been my my solid since I got out of the hospital.
0: Awesome. And so, in those first few weeks. You still were eating some no foods. You're Were were you still eating any meat at all? I was eating meat.
1: I I switched to turkey and chicken. Really no red meat for a while. Fish. I did eat white fish because I'm a meat eater.
0: And that's okay. He's not against meat. So I think that's great. And this is such a great example of when you're trying to start, especially knowing that your body is in that weakened condition how can you start to layer on the things that are going to make a difference, right? You don't have to do everything at once. You don't have to take out all the new foods at once. You don't have to quit meat on day one. You don't have to go no fat on day one. You don't have to do a cleanse first thing. And that's why I want to go through this because it's such a perfect example for how people can progress if they're looking for ideas and they're in sort of a, a low place and they know that they can't dive straight in. So- Like what was sort of a typical day? You had your wild blueberry and cherry smoothie in the morning. I actually started with
1: the lemon water and I'm a bit of an extremist, so I didn't start off small. I started off with 32 ounces and then my smoothie, of course, was 32 ounces by the time I was done making it. So those two things, first thing in the morning. Then I would have usually mid-morning, either a little bit of oatmeal with some fresh wild blueberries, or another fresh fruit, and that's it. At lunchtime, a salad every single time with spinach. Because I knew the spinach was a key component in the healing of my liver. Great. So, so the spinach, cucumbers, cherry tomatoes, it was just, it was an everyday thing. Afternoon, I really didn't eat that much, so I'd have like a melon smoothie Um, I'd always have something, but it was usually a fruit. Then I'd have my protein at dinner. Okay. So let me backtrack, actually. I forgot when I first got out for the first probably two months, I was having a turkey spinach sandwich and it was with pita bread. So I wasn't off gluten yet. I, I want this to be accurate because... I wasn't completely off the no foods. I was off eggs completely. That was just, that was gone. But I did have, for the first month and a half to two months, I'd have turkey spinach sandwich. Then I switched over to just a salad and then would have my proteins at night. Because in the book, it explained to me that if you're going to basically tax your liver, you want to do it at your dinnertime meal. And that made a lot of sense to me because it has the it has overnight to do its job while you're resting. So you're not asking it for anything else. And that has worked for me through this whole process, actually.
0: So after those first couple of months, how were you
1: feeling? Within the first three weeks, I was up. I was walking around. I was kind of feeling my oats again, looking at my yard. I have a very big yard that needs to be hand-mowed. By the first month, I was already on Facebook saying how amazing I felt. The second month, it was just literally, it was every single day was like a milestone for me. And it, it became almost like a fun game for me to see how I was going to feel every day, the next day. Because I knew, I knew everything I was doing was right. So I didn't have to wake up in the morning saying, uh, how am I going to feel today? I knew the night before how I was going to feel that very morning, the next morning, because while I was in the hospital, they had put me on a very high dose of thyroid medication because they said my thyroid wasn't working. First time I've ever been put on it. But, you know, I accepted it. By the second month after I started my journey, I called my Endocrinologist and explained to her that, you know, I think I kind of got this and could you work with me to kind of wean me off this? At first, she was a little reluctant, but she agreed that, you know, she would take a look at my numbers. So we monitored me very closely. And I know I'm kind of jumping ahead, but I have to on this one because it was literally four months from the day that I was put on this large dose that I was completely off it. And my thyroid woke back up and working perfectly.
0: That is absolutely amazing. It's just amazing. Anthony always says that your body wants to heal and we just have to give it the room. And so at that point, so you're four months in, and we can back up a little bit, even if you want to, because I'm sure you had other doctor's appointments in there where they were checking on you because you know he almost died. And- How did those go? Tell us a little bit about that.
1: This was hilarious. So I went to the specialist that saw me in the hospital, the one that wanted me to go into nursing home care because he said I had had cirrhosis of the liver. And he did the blood work. He did an ultrasound, all the testing. And he came back in the office and said, I I can't believe I'm saying this. He said, but your liver shows... No signs of cirrhosis anymore," he said. "Do you realize how lucky you are?" He said. "Most of my patients that I have seen in this hospital that come in in the condition that you were in, with the capacity that their liver was working at, do not leave alive." And he said, "You're a medical miracle."
0: Yay! Is there anything better than when the doctors say that you are a medical miracle? Amazing. His mind must have been blown.
1: It was to the point where he said, I see no need for follow-up. He said, you're Billy Rubin. I can't remember the exact numbers because it's been a year and so, so many months, but they were so high. When he tested my Billy Rubin that day, it was under 2%, I believe, which is just unheard of with a liver that badly damaged. I've been called a medical miracle more than once. Did he ask you what you were doing? Yes, he did. And I told him about medical media. I said, I've been reading this book, Liver Rescue. I said, and it saved my life. I said, it's empowered me to take care of myself and to heal myself. And he said, whatever you're doing, keep doing it.
0: That's awesome. I mean, it's sort of crazy because literally three months, the cirrhosis is gone How were you feeling at that point? Did you feel back to a hundred percent? Not quite. Just because I still
1: had a lot of muscle loss from the months leading up to the hospital visit, but I was building, I mean, I had all the energy inside me. My muscles were just sitting there going, okay, just give me a minute. (laughs) Just give me a minute. But within, within the time that it took by, I, I want to say, May. I was mowing and I was not having to take breaks. I just came back to life and stronger than ever, more
0: energy than I've ever had in my entire life. It was remarkable. It's incredible. How were you feeling about the alcohol? I know you talked about how this had been something that was in your life for a long time before January 1st, 2021. And you said they, they detoxed you at the hospital from the alcohol so that you wouldn't get the shakes and all of that. How did you feel emotionally about that and physically about that after you got home? Well, the good news about being really sick
1: like that is it doesn't matter how much you crave something, you're too focused on, on feeling better again. So in the interim, my focus was on healing But I knew there was going to come a time when I started feeling better that this might creep back the cravings and the urge. But I neglected to say that I bought my first juicer. Let's say it was April, mid April was when I got my MM900 HTS juicer. Of course,
0: the Omega, awesome.
1: Love that machine. And I started juicing celery, just celery. And again, being the extremist that I am, I didn't start off small. I started 32 ounces, bam, right out of the gate. That was entertaining.
0: I <laughs> bet. We've talked to several people on the podcast before that went in headfirst like that. How did that day go?
1: Oh, it was beautiful.
0: It was a lot of bathroom stays, but, um, <laughs> not even just visits. It was bathroom stays. Oh yes. yeah. You sat there for a little bit. Yep. Absolutely. Yes. So if you haven't run into this yet, if you start with a lot of celery juice, it's going to go right through you. It's it's going to kill a lot along the way. It, it, you spend a lot of time on the toilet. Yes. Yep. Okay. So 32 ounces time. day one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 32 ounces have not swayed from that since. Because again, I want to heal. I want to make this work. So I noticed about the end of summer, while being on my celery juice every day, that something was missing. And then I started going through some stressful moments with my daughter and, you know, normal triggers that would have sent me right into orbit, sent me right back to drinking, wasn't there. Something was missing. I don't know. What was going on? But I didn't have those cravings. I felt fulfilled. Even when I was stressed, I still felt. I got to say, there is something to be said for that. It still carries through to this day. But the one thing I notice is that if I go a few days without my celery juice, something shifts in my brain and it comes back.
0: Oh, interesting. I can honestly
1: say this to anybody. This is just me. I mean, everybody's an individual, but I can tell you right now, that's exactly what happens to me. When I am structured with my celery juice every morning, there is something that either works well with the chemicals in my brain that gives me that feeling of fulfillment, even in the hardest times. It's amazing
0: that is so incredible and so it took you until the end of summer to start piecing that together for yourself yes it took actually be
1: going through a really high stress situation and sitting there saying well i didn't drink why didn't i
0: why didn't i i couldn't answer it how did everybody around you react to that
1: they were blown away blown away everybody said, we can't believe what you're tolerating right now. I mean, it was a lot.
0: And I just
1: had this sense of peace. That's amazing.
0: And so at that point on your journey, you were doing your celery juice. What did your food plan look like at that point? Okay. So what happened was
1: every month I would try something new with medical mediums. So I'd add a supplement. I started adding supplements because I was a good, two, two and a half months without any supplements, just all food. So every month I would start something new. I started with the celery juice. Then I started with the no foods, just completely cutting
0: out the no foods. So you were sort of four months in before you really started focusing on taking out the rest of the troublemaker foods. Correct. Great.
1: Because again, I'm I'm looking at it long-term. I'm an endurance runner. I want my end goal, and I didn't want to run into any barricades. So I would ease into it. And it also made it so much more enjoyable. I wasn't overloading myself. You know, I looked at the, I've got all of Anthony's library. I've read all the books, and I could have easily said, well, I need this and this and this and this, and I've got to have these. No, I don't. What I did was I introduced the supplements per my symptoms and only per my symptoms. So I didn't grab everything that Bermudgy has on their shelves because I didn't need it. And then I went to the heavy metal detox smoothie. That was a game changer.
0: So why do you say that's a game changer?
1: I have never seen a more powerful concoction. (laughs) And I literally, I could almost feel the toxins leave in my body. That is my baby. That is my daily.
0: Awesome. There's nothing better to have for your daily, right? I mean, and there's Uh, so, I agree with you. There's so much stuff packed into that. I love how simple it is in terms of what you put in it, but boy, it packs a punch. It is actually
1: better than a whole pot of coffee. You know, I get more energy from that one smoothie than anybody can get from a cup of coffee or two.
0: That's great, and you didn't even add that in until like five months, give or take. Yeah, but you'd been doing the wild blueberries and the cherries and stuff. You just hadn't put the whole concoction together.
1: Correct. And a lot of it was financial. I mean, I'm not gonna go for broke and then not be able to sustain. So I pick and choose, and I knew I was still following the path the way I was supposed to, and that land goal was still there, and I was gonna get there.
0: So did you have any setbacks along the way? Oh, yes. It's called Thanksgiving and Christmas. Okay. And so you were just coming up on almost being a year in. What happened?
1: Well, I'm not making excuses, but I have an 87-year-old mother who we didn't think would live much longer. So I had decided I was going to devote this holiday season, this past holiday season to her. So my mom, Lives in a residential care facility that I work at on the weekends. And I decided to be there for her and cook and cook. And my mom is a retired chef of 45 years. So, of course, the recipes that she wanted me to make were not medical medium friendly. And I did some indulging. I felt so good. I said, why not? I'm strong enough. Yeah. That took me back about five to 10 steps from my journey. It, I mean, the, the sugar.
0: And what happened? Like what were the symptoms that came up? How did you feel? Immediately my psoriasis came back
1: immediately. Also my joints. Oh my goodness. I felt like I was my mother's age. I mean, I didn't have a pain, a creak, nothing in months. I felt great. And then all of a sudden I started getting up in the morning and I was feeling stiff. Also, I started having, my kidneys were hurting me. My liver started screaming at me.
0: It was very happy with the old program and didn't know why we had gone back. Yeah, it was. It definitely was angry. Yeah. The good news is it communicated, right? So you knew. Oh, yeah. It definitely, definitely let me know. But, you know,
1: I didn't look at it as a horrible situation. I did it. I did it for a reason. I knew why I was feeling the way I was, was because of what I did. So I didn't look at it as a tragedy. And I just got back on the horse. And here I am.
0: Perfect. So you're a year and a half in right now. When we're taping this, tomorrow is July 1st. So... Tomorrow is a year and a half. So how are you feeling now?
1: So powerful. I mean, I'm educating professionals. I'm educating friends and family. I'm sharing my knowledge that has changed my life. I am walking, talking proof when other people, especially friends of mine, dear friends, never made it through this journey. Especially with liver failure. Especially with alcoholism. I'm I'm providing hope and I just feel so powerful.
0: Absolutely. That's because you are. I mean, your story is just it's so inspirational and it's so amazing because you literally went from that one percent function, and we know what happens when you hit zero, right? You went from one right back to a hundred, and it didn't take that long.
1: And I didn't spend my days and nights banging my head against the wall saying, This is something that really needs to people need to understand you don't have to scold yourself. You don't have to treat yourself like you've done so much wrong and you've got to cleanse it. You've got I understand cleanses are very good. I do. But my life wasn't about detoxing. My life was about healing. And I just I knew that if I kept everything that I learned in Anthony's books close to my heart, I was always going to have a new adventure. Every week was going to be something different. I love his recipes. I love sharing them. It's just been such a journey that I can say I have never smiled so much in one year as I have this past year.
0: It's just amazing. And one of the things that comes through to me as you're talking about this is, and tell me if my assessment of this is incorrect, but it seems like your goal was always to be kind to yourself and to your body and to bring this all in from a lens of kindness and caring. And I see a lot of people who feel the need to do the cleanses and they feel the need to push and it's to push the healing. It's to push the detox. It's to push, 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 which I have a lot of clients that I work with. They get to me and they're like, "Oh, I want to do all the things." And it's like, "Okay, we need to just take a break. You don't have to do all the things to get to where you're going. And if you're going to push healing, your body can fight back, and your emotional and spiritual state can fight back too. And it's really much more about bring the kindness in, bring the healing in. And you picked up on that so fast. It's amazing. If you go into anything
1: feeling like there's a loss, it's never going to work. To me, yeah, cutting out the no foods to some may seem like a loss. To me, it's a gain because I'm no longer hurting myself. So my journey is about enjoying what's available now, not what I'm missing because that big fat pizza down the road. What do I feel like when I'm done with it? But the thing is, I was a dancer for 18 years. I was a ballerina. So I know what putting your body through hell is all about and starving and, and just pushing yourself to the extreme. You don't need to do that to get the same results. We're so, so programmed to think that anything in life, you have to really Push yourself to the limit to achieve it. And that's so not true because I've achieved greater results by listening to my body, yet not overthinking it, but listening and letting myself just kind of develop. It's just been fun, Kirsten. It's been fun.
0: That's what struck me in the first conversation that we had. The first thing you said to me was, It was fun. I can't say I talk to a lot of people who think this is fun. (laughs) There are aspects to it that I think are great fun as well. But every time I've talked to you, I can feel that happiness and that fun just radiate from you because you found the key for yourself and it was to make it fun. And, you know, my goodness, we could all use some inspiration around that. It's just amazing.
1: I, I mean, I'm here to talk to anybody. It's really not that hard. It just isn't.
0: It's amazing. So what would your advice be to somebody who's just starting out on this journey?
1: Don't think that you need to accomplish everything in one month. Don't feel that if you don't do everything just by the book immediately, that that you're failing. And I think my big thing that worked the most for me was start researching in the books, the foods that heal. Focus on those foods. Start implementing them into your diet. And and while you're doing it, cut out the no foods, you know, slowly, but really focus on your healing foods, not, not just trying to strip yourself of everything. And I think your mind shift is going to be amazing. You're going to eat that bunch of asparagus and you may have a steak alongside of it but you know, you've got that asparagus, that asparagus is saying, Hey, I'm going to help you.
0: Absolutely. You know, it's one of the reasons why I love his book, life-changing foods, because if I'm ever just looking for a food related to a symptom, I just go to the index of that book. It's like, okay, I, you know, today is Wednesday, whatever day it's not actually Wednesday, it's Thursday, but Whatever day today is, I feel like I need some more attention for X symptom. And I go through the index of that book, and it shows me which foods are good for that symptom. Fantastic. I'm going to the grocery store right now. Time to stock up. He makes it simple from that respect. That is probably my favorite book. Uh, aside
1: from Liver Rescue, of course, that is near and dear to my heart. But Life-Changing Foods was the third one I bought. And I have that in my kitchen all the time all the
0: time. It's the one I pulled out of storage. Like Most of my stuff is in storage because I'm not living in my own space right now. That one came out of storage. So what do you think was really the key thing that got you through on all this?
1: The key thing was taking the time for myself, investing in myself by sitting down and reading these books cover to cover not going to the index and looking for a symptom. It was the way I could actually understand where this information comes from, how it's evolving and how it pertains to me. Each book has so much to offer, but if you look deep into yourself while you're reading these books, you'll have those, oh my gosh, moments. I didn't realize that. Oh, that's what I'm going through. Oh, wow, this is why. This is where the rubber met the road for me because I'm sitting there and I'm picturing and I'm actually kind of sad because this knowledge I wished I had known 30 years ago. But these books are so powerful. And if you don't read them, then you're kind of grasping at straws because you don't don't have that base knowledge. Like I have that knowledge. It's not going to go away. I can't unlearn. What he's taught me. And so anything above and beyond is just a plus. But those key books are something that
0: no one can take away from you. They're very important to read. I completely understand what you're saying on this because, you know, we have a lot of information from him out there now. And back when I started, we had the first book and we had a couple of radio shows. So you only had so much information to work with. That's not true these days. You've got, Six books, you've got 18 podcasts, you've got 156 Hay House radio shows, you've got I don't even know how many YouTubes, Telegrams, Facebook Lives, Instagram Lives. There's so much information. But it's hard when you don't have the foundation of the books to build all of that on because so many of those other media aren't presented as clearly and as methodically as the books are.
1: There's no doubt that the media actually,
0: it it builds upon it. But
1: again, I see questions for him in a lot of these podcasts that you can tell somebody hasn't read the book. So they're kind of, they're, they're scrambling and they're asking questions that the book will answer. And again, you'll have it. That's why, to me, it's it's a bonus when I get to see him.
0: Yeah, and you know... It's not that it takes no time to read six books. It's a dedication, especially Liver Rescue, thyroid healing, oh, and the new brain book. I can't wait. Those are medical textbooks. They're dense. There's a ton of information in them, and it takes time and focus, especially for people who are dealing with lots of neurological issues and lots of brain fog. It can be tough to get through those books. So, if you're struggling with that, we totally get that. But As you heal, consuming that information, whether it's audio book or however, however you want to do it can be so valuable. And I will say reading it once did not get me there. It didn't. Oh God, no. I mean, that first book, I think in the first six months, I read that book at least six times and I have gone back to different pieces of all of them. I mean, count, I've been six and a half years in on this, right? So I've read different parts of them countless times at this point. I feel like I absorb what I needed to absorb each time I went through, and I wasn't ready for all of it every time. I couldn't process it all. I had a lot of brain fog at the beginning, too. Like, I get more out of it every time. Well, Jessica, it's been so fantastic having you on the podcast. I'm so glad that you were here. It's been awesome just getting to know you even a little bit through this.
1: Thank you, Kirsten.
0: I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have someone in your life who is struggling with or has struggled with alcoholism, I ask you to please share this episode with them. Show notes for this episode, episode number 80, are available through your podcast provider like Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you've followed Quest for Healing. And they are also on my website at carefullyhealing.com forward slash podcast. I've also included a link to the quick start guide that I mentioned in the intro as well. If you're looking for some guidance about how to put together your own medical medium protocol or fine tune the one you have, or if you have questions about how to address specific symptoms that you're struggling with, please feel free to reach out and schedule a session with me. We'll go through your health history, dig into what symptoms and conditions you're dealing with, and explore strategies to help you on your path to healing more quickly. Just check out my website at carefullyhealing.com to schedule an appointment. Thank you for joining me today on the Quest for Healing podcast. These discussions are not intended to provide medical advice, but rather to give you examples of methods and modalities that you may find interesting, informative, or helpful. Please work with your doctor as you undertake your own health journey. it's Kirsten. Before I started out on my health journey, I didn't know how poisonous many of the cleaners I used in my home were. Then when I started trying to clean the toxins out of my body, I started to question if the cleaners I was using were just adding back more. And how does that make sense when we're using toxic chemicals to get things clean? So imagine how excited I was when I found non-toxic, fragrance-free, essential oil-free Branch Basics cleaners. Now I use them for many things around my house, including scrubbing my kitchen and bathroom, cleaning my juicer, and as the laundry detergent for cleaning my clothes. Plus, it's also the soap that I use to wash my fruit because it's also sodium laurel sulfate free. So check out branchbasics.com. Their starter kits make it so easy to get started and you can use my code carefullyhealing, which is all one word, for 15% off your purchase. And because I always want to be upfront with you, this is an affiliate link, so I will earn a small commission if you buy using my code. But I only recommend this product because I love it and use it myself. So if you're ready to start cleaning your home with a healthier cleaner, go to branchbasics.com.